Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Remy. All right. Welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode 55 and it is titled A Guide to Period Sex and Why You Should Do It. And this is a, somewhat of a special episode, too, because uh, apparently Celine decided last week that we were going to switch to video. <laughs> so if you, if you listened to the last episode on YouTube, you would have seen us in video that we didn't actually know we were going to be using when we recorded it. <laughs> so this week we are actually doing, I guess, our first official recording of a video for the YouTube channel. Yeah, so you can still listen to us when you're in your car or you can watch us on YouTube, whatever you like and whatever works for you. So I got really excited about today's episode because, well, I was bleeding last week and um, I it has been on my mind because I think there's a lot of misconceptions when people think about um, period sex, bleeding, and, you know, should I do it? How do you do it? And I mean, so many things. And one of our goal was to, as always, you know, bring you lots of value, but help to bust the myths and the misconceptions so that you can feel more empowered by your sexuality. You can release the shame and because there is a lot of shame that's associated with uh, bleeding, menstruation, moon times for women and for men. So that's our intention. You know what's kind of crazy about that is that you're, you are correct in the fact that there is a lot of sort of shame and misconceptions. But what's so funny is that in our world, when I hear you say that here on the show, you know, sometimes it's really hard for me to believe because in our world, it is not like that at all and that's hasn't true. been for so long mm -hmm. that I forget that other people still have those things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, and, you know, nothing, uh, no, uh, no offense intended if you still believe some of these things. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's time that you let go of that. <laughs> <laughs> so the short answer to, you know, is it okay to have period sex? Yes. And I think I want to frame it before we dive into the misconceptions, because this is going to be really fun, by the way, when we're doing research of what people think and stuff, um, People think that, you know, if you look at different religions, uh, sometimes it says like the women should not be cooking, the women should not be even having sex, be around men. Uh, I spent four and a half months in India when I was in my early 20s. And it's very, um, in that culture, like women need to step outside of their day-to-day -day practices and just do like, like kind of go bleed on their own. And I remember a time where I thought that it was like a total like patriarchy thing against the feminine. And then somebody took the time to explain to me the origin of the idea that it actually started and originated from a place of giving the women and the feminine a place to bleed and a place to relax and not have to do the chores that she usually takes care of. And we'll talk more about the power of menstrual blood later in the episode, but it is definitely a very powerful time 
for a woman. And one of the reasons that they were asked to step out of churches or um, temples was because in that time, a woman has access to direct um, direct access to spirits, to energies that can come through her if she's willing to listen. So whether you call it intuition, guidance, um, we don't have to be religious there, but uh, it threatened the religions that were in place. And the priests were like, oh, do we want these women where we can't control them? And suddenly they channel things or they say things. or like." So they were like, let's push them out of the place that, you know, of, of the temples. So basically what you're saying is, is that, um, as is so often the case, something started with a good idea, mm-hmm. then somebody perverted that good idea, and then they muddied the water <laughs> so much that nobody could ever figure out after that, was this done for a good idea or a bad idea? And, and as is, again, often the case where you see one people say, no, no, it's this way. And no, no, it's this way. And there's a a sort of a a plausible case made for both. It's because both are true Mm -hmm. in as far as they usually go with them. Absolutely. So the first thing for sure is to realize that it's not a curse, that it could be a time of power, that can be a beautiful time of healing and so many other things. And when you approach it from that place, uh, and by the way, there are practices that I teach and other people teach too, where you can help to reduce the amount of bleeding, the amount of cramping, so that this is not a time where you're suffering. If your body is balanced and healthy, it's usually, it's, it's an easy time. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up, which is, you know, some women may be thinking, you know, why would I want to have sex during my period when I'm just in pain and feeling miserable the entire time? And the answer to that is you shouldn't be in pain and feeling miserable all the time. Yes, if you are, it's because there's an imbalance in your body. But sex can help as well. And we'll dive more into that. So I know it was a long intro. I just wanted to make sure we had put these things into place. So where do we want to start in terms of our misconceptions here? Kevin, lead us into that. (laughs) Okay, misconception number one. You are at greater risk of STI slash STD infection if you have sex during your period. That actually is not true. Uh, Menstrual blood is no different than uh, normal human blood. And really, it's not harmful in any way, and it's not really different than being exposed to any of the other bodily fluids that you are exposed to when you have sex. So the rule basically is very simple. If uh, your partner has an STI uh, and you would normally um, you know, use some sort of protection uh, when not bleeding... You do it when bleeding too. It's just the same thing. In other words, there's no difference between when she's bleeding and when she's not bleeding when it comes to STDs, STIs, and taking the necessary precautions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
One thing to remember, though, is that it does changes a little bit the pH inside the vagina when you are when you are bleeding, and so your vagina usually maintains a pH level of three point eight to four point five throughout the month. But during menstruation, that level rises um, because of the higher pH level of the blood, which means that yeast is able to grow more rapidly. So it's not so much that it's something from the outside that could like come like and put you out of balance it's just your own ph levels could be off which in terms then you can have yeast infection when you're bleeding um and so just remember that and i wanted to say like and and i know it's somewhere in our show note and i'm jumping around a little bit um but when it comes to having sex during your period like literally don't i'd say don't have sex with a stranger when you're bleeding But if it's your current partner, if it's somebody you've been with and you know their history and all of that, then it is absolutely, absolutely safe and a a sacred time to have sex. Uh, It might not be what you want to share with a stranger whom you haven't yet had all the discussions that need to happen. I mean, you could from a health point of view, that would be fine. But Mm -hmm. there might be some other reasons why you might choose to wait until... You're not bleeding to be with somebody new. But let's continue on with some of these misconceptions <laughs> because here's the crazy thing is like we knew that there were misconceptions uh, when we were creating this episode. But as always, we like to do our research. And so, you know, we start getting on the Internet. And we start looking for what types of questions are people asking about this subject? What is it that people actually want to know? And I came across some of the craziest stuff. I'm like, <laughs> really? I'm like, really? This is this is like people don't know the answer to this, or like these are the things people are thinking. So, <laughs> um, so you know, I, I took down just a couple of the ones that I thought were were pretty good and and uh, that we should talk about. So the next one is menstrual blood is harmful to the penis. So this is a, a misconception. And the question that I saw people asking across the internet is, is menstrual blood harmful to the penis? No, <laughs> no, 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 it's not. In fact, uh, according to science and medical doctors, it is in no way harmful. <laughs> so the, the concerns and the worries have nothing to do with it. Uh, menstrual fluid is a mix of blood and tissues that line the uterus every month to prepare it for pregnancy. If the pregnancy doesn't occur, then it's simply shed out. So it's just an all normal stuff. Mm-hmm. It's nothing weirder than semen. Basically, you know, if you're fine mm-hmm. with what comes out of your penis, you should be fine about what comes out of the vagina, basically. Exactly. <laughs> so how about that one? Is sex during periods a perversion? <laughs> Like, does it make you a kinky fuck? <laughs> well, from from some uh, cultures, maybe, or belief systems, they don't necessarily believe in having sex during bleeding. But mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing to back that up mm-hmm. whatsoever. So it is perfectly normal. And according to studies, most couples do have sex during their period. Woohoo! And we'll talk more about why you want to do that. Yay because, for them. <laughs> yeah, it, do, it does help. It works really well. So, and also it's, it's funny, like the perversion, the idea, again, it's about like putting menstrual blood over there, like that thing that we don't talk about. And, or like, 
yeah, it's, it has this whole shame thing around it. And so the more we're able to talk about it just as regularly, you know, I like to announce it to the world, hey, I'm bleeding, you know, like I'm always the first one, let's say I go to my yoga class and first thing I tell my teacher, I'm bleeding today, so I'm going to take it easy, you know, or mm-hmm. like, or like we are the gathering and someone's like, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little grumpy, I'm bleeding or whatever it is, you know, I'm like, we need to make people more aware because it's something that every woman goes through. So, but by the way, when you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, it was a practice for the women to not have to do their chores and the Uh things that they normally do. I was thinking in my mind, like, okay, women, raise your hands. How many of you would love to get a free pass every time you bleed? (laughs) Where it's like, oh, it's your bleeding week. Okay, just go meditate, relax, sleep in, do your thing. We'll take care of all of the other things you normally do. Like, how many of you would love that? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually do that. Well, that's one of the beauty of working for yourself, right? Is that you can choose. And when I'm bleeding, I always give myself at least a day or two of slowing things down, of like resting, of just like doing things that are not, um, that, that nourish me basically. So even if it's working, it has to fuel me. You know, this is something that I wish the corporate world would really embrace. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, some people might have a problem with that. Oh, it's discrimination in the other way. Why do they get it? But, you know, if you've ever experienced bleeding, which obviously I have not <laughs> because I'm a guy, but like just just observing it, like, you know, think about, um, you know, any time when your body doesn't feel normal where it feels off, maybe because you're starting to get sick or maybe because, you know, you've got digested. Any time where you really don't feel good and now imagine that for like days on end, and then trying to push through some sort of hard corporate career, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously that's not going to be real fun, right? There so. are some, com- some companies who do give you like a day off. Uh, and there was a time when I worked for somebody and uh, she, she was a woman and I could take one day off every month for bleeding, basically. Yeah. That I was mean, really cool. It could be a day off or uh-huh. it could just be like, hey, maybe we're not going to impose so many demands mm-hmm. on you mm-hmm. this week, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> So um, I see like next of our misconception here that sex during periods will stop bleeding or will increase bleeding, by the way, (laughs) 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 because I think it works both ways. Um, Some women do notice that their periods stop within a day or so of sexual intercourse, Um, but that doesn't mean that the blood has been pushed back up into the uterus and it's unable to flow out. Like that's the real misconception that somehow it's going to shove everything back up in there and it's going to cause a problem because it won't be able to come out. That is nonsense. Well, what really happens is when you have sex, um, it creates uterine contractions, right? That expels the menstrual fluids, the blood and tissue faster. So that kind of causes the bleeding to stop sooner than usual. What I've noticed for me is I have a very light cycle. And so let's say I'm I'm towards the end. I'm, it's already like day three and I'm barely bleeding. But if we have sex, it will bring some bleeding back, but just for like an hour or so. And I think it kind of like cleans it out. That's what we were yeah. talking this weekend about. Well, I was like, yeah. You know, the other thing is too, is that the head of the penis is designed to be a plunger. Mm. It's a plunger. <laughs> It, well, it is. It's, it's, I mean, research sperm competition, right? Like if, if somebody else has already ejaculated inside the woman and you come along and have sex with her, the penis is designed to pull all of that out with every, with every, um, thrusts. Well, <laughs> as you come out, so you thrust in and then you uh-huh. come out and you're literally pulling everything out uh-huh. so that you can make room for your own semen. 
So that same sort of thing happens with, uh, you know, menstrual blood, which is it, it really helps pull stuff out. That's cool. So you might notice it could increase the bleeding just because you just had sex and there was more contraction, but then it will stop the bleeding. It could restart it. So yes, sometimes it does modify it a little bit, but there's nothing dangerous about it. And here's the thing. You actually want to have uterine contraction. You want to have, you don't want to have stagnation of the chi, of the energy and of the blood. When you have stagnation, that's usually when um, you feel cramping, where you have heavy bleeding or clots or things that are like not feeling normal per se. And so when there's blood chi stagnation, if you go see an acupuncturist, that's what they'll do. They'll get the blood flow to move through the body better so that there's not so much of that stagnation in the uterus. So actually, it's a really good thing. So you want to have sex to activate this uh, circulation. All right. The last one on our list, and, and these are by no means all of them. <laughs> so, so many of them. Some of them were even more ridiculous than some of the ones we've covered. But the last one is, you can't get pregnant during your period. Oh, we absolutely need to address this because yeah. it is a misconception. Yeah, how many people have been burned by that one? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. The chances of getting pregnant when you bleed are less especially at the beginning of your cycle. However, if you are a woman who has a short menstrual cycle, anywhere from 21 to 24 days, um, and you bleed for like five to seven days, the five, six, seven, day seven are potentially fertile because sperm can live inside the vagina for up to five days. Right. And so that's the key is technically a woman is not capable of becoming pregnant while she's bleeding. But what happens is the sperm can live inside for up to five days, which mm -hmm. means if you ejaculate inside her towards the end of her period, when that ends and the fertile period begins, there could still be live little guys swimming around <laughs> in there. Yes. So never use that as a birth control. Okay. Like just forget that the idea that's a misconception. So now that we've dispelled some of those myths, let's talk a little bit about why it's a good time to have sex. Mm. So Isn't I it always a good time to have sex? It, it's true. <laughs> and okay, I want to talk about it from the women's perspective. And then I think that Kevin, you could talk about it from the guy's perspective uh, too. I know that for me, I have both that come up. I have, I want to fuck. I, like it's going to help me. It's going to help to release the cramping because, you know, it helps to alleviate cramping. It makes you in a better mood. If you have headaches, it can remove them. And then, you know, orgasms will release anything like oxytocin, endorphin, dopamine. So all these hormones in your body that help you feel better uh, and, and can really reduce the pain. So when you think about that, it's like, yes. Um, so there's the part of me that's like, I want to have sex. This can help me as a healing thing to do rather than taking a painkiller i'll just stick um you know a penis inside the vagina <laughs> <laughs> and um we have a name for that yes it's called coxburin thank you i was like i was like what was the name again i take a coxburin you know because mm -hmm. it works way better for me um <laughs> but anyway so and sometimes i don't want anything inside 
Sometimes I just want a few days of break too. And so it's very interesting to stay in tune with what's going on in your body. And I think as a woman, it's okay if you don't want to be touched, if you don't want to be penetrated, like don't. But if you do, do it. And pay attention because maybe for a couple of days you don't want to and then you're like really horny. <laughs> and like, please go for it. <laughs> and I know that... Sometimes, and, and you know, we might be thinking like, hey, I mean, it's not practical, right? Because we've got to prepare maybe things a little bit more. And we'll, we'll tell you at the end, like how to do it and all of this. Or you might be worried, what if it smells different? Because yes, it's true. It does smell a little bit different because it's blood, but it's all relative. I mean, if if you if you eat well, if you if you shower and stuff, it's like it's really not bad. It's all about health. It really is. If yes. you're a healthy person, there's no problem whatsoever. But you know, if you notice things are different, significantly different, then you might want to take a deeper look at your overall health. So I'm curious about what's your experience, uh, and maybe we could go way back to like the first time you had sex with a woman who was bleeding. Do you even oh, remember? If I even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> um, you know, I would say, I would say I've been fortunate that most of the partners I've had in my life have not had a problem with having sex during their period. Most mm -hmm. of them were perfectly fine with it. Um, but I do know some women tend to have much more difficult uh, menstruations, so you know uh, they may not be as willing. I personally haven't really experienced that. Most of my partners uh, have been perfectly fine. So pretty much what I do is I just follow her lead. Mm. I see where she's at, you know, and if she's showing signs of you know, being a little horny and wanting sex, then I'll go along with that. If she's showing signs of, I just want to curl up on the couch and read a book, then I just go with that. Mm -hmm. um, and there definitely are times, especially in our relationship, where you get even hornier when you're bleeding than maybe some other days when you're not bleeding. Absolutely. And I think it has to do with the circulation of the blood too. It brings more blood flow. I think it kind of gives you like a, an internal massage. You feel more swollen and it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm horny. I must do something about it. But I like what Kevin was saying about following her lead because sometimes I will want to have like very slow sex and mostly be held and uh, um, or, or touched or massage. And other times I I will just really want to be pounded because it will help with the cramping or, or like getting the angry energy out. It was like, it's like, oh, there, and it's like, let's fuck like crazy and pound. And then it's like all out. And I'm like, ah, well, yeah. so this is, this is one of the uh, master skills in sexual mastery, which is following her lead. And so it's not just when she's bleeding. It's pretty much all the time being able to, uh, be aware of what she needs when she needs it. Mm -hmm. Now, hopefully she's going to help you out with that. She's going to be giving you some pointers and some tips and, you know, like, hey, uh, this is what I'm in the mood for today or this is what I would like. You know, that, that's always great. And as a guy, do your best to try to figure it out, what she's wanting or needing. So in this case, you know, the first thing is just deciding whether or not you're even in the mood for sex. Mm -hmm. And then once you are, then it's trying to figure out like, Okay, what, kind? what kind of sex are you in the mood for today? <laughs> mm -hmm. So in general, you know, you start out kind of slow mm -hmm. and you see how she responds to it. 
maybe you can increase a little bit. And then if she's like, whoa, ho, whoa, you know, then slow it back down again. And if she's just like increasing along with you, then increase a little more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So Until she's begging you for doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> and so you want to be prepared. Since we're talking about this, uh, let's, let's fi- finish with that. You want to have a towel underneath or a pad. We have a bleeding towel. That's the one we take with us when we travel. Um, and it's just, it's one that I'm okay. It's a darker color. It can be bled on with no problem. Yeah, there, well, there's 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 a towel, but there's also a, a pad specifically yes. designed for. Yeah, I mean, you can get things. pads, you can get towel, whatever you want. So all of that are possible, but have something underneath because that way you just feel you can relax. It's not going to be all over your sheets, and it's not going to have like okay, so now I'm having sex, now I have to do the laundry on top of that, you know. Um, and then you know, I always say like, hey, have washcloths ready for afterwards and maybe have one for each because you know when she goes from standing from the bed to going to the bathroom or putting on her her panties again like it could be uh, more blood coming out so you may not want to be dripping all over the floor so just putting a little towel a little washcloth here while she can walk and then get cleaned like rinsed off and same with his penis because sometimes there's more or less blood and you might be surprised there's it's really not that bloody at all i mean it depends of course on the day on the moment but and the woman yeah um and so i think these are kind of like plus everything that kevin was mentioning earlier in terms of the rhythm of it and following her cues i'd love to um take the last five minutes of our episode to talk a little bit about the power of menstrual blood because this is not something that most people talk about the floor is yours (laughs) well you can always add some wisdom into it but first of all we got to remember that blood is full of energy and it has what's called stem cells. And you've probably heard of like stem cells therapy and it grows so many things. It can regrow organs by using the stem cells of different things. And so you can use your menstrual blood for more than just bleeding and discarding it into the toilet or whatever you do, especially if you use one of those cups and menstrual cups that can collect the blood. You can then give the blood to your plants. <laughs> and I, I do that. You can give it to your garden. I mean, I've read lots of books and I'm going to get a little bit woo-woo here. Um, and so bear with me. But it says too that if you give that to your plant or your garden, then the plants which are intelligent can tell what are you deficient in, in terms of minerals or things. And then it could like grow that. Um, some people say to put the seed in your mouth before you plant it because your saliva gives the, your DNA, your, your, like, your information. Well, the blood does the same thing. And so I kind of like this symbiotic energy and relationship with my garden or with my house plants. And that story about plants, by the way, hospitals get lots of blood and so in one hospital they did that where they used it and you dilute it with water and they gave it to the plants and they saw a growth like there was a difference in the growth of the plants well yeah you were doing this at your previous residence with your passion, passion fruit. fruits that's and it true. was the most gigantic 
passion fruit vine I have ever seen sprawl over the entire house, was dropping multiple fruits a day. Mm-hmm. Like they were everywhere. And I was not just using my blood. I was also using my female ejaculate. Oh, yeah. It was a combination <laughs> of both. So it was super That's potent. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so... According to the Taoists, um, uh, they used to think that it was thought that a man could become immortal by absorbing menstrual blood. And whether or not you believe in that, you know, but, um, and absorbing doesn't mean specifically to drink it. Even though you could, there are people who do that. Uh, there, are, there are recipes to put it into smoothies or cooking thing if it's your thing um that we haven't tried we, we haven't tried we can't, we can't vouch for that one <laughs> no but we know people who have and like it so hey if it's your thing give it a try it won't kill you that's for sure mm-hmm. um and but absorbing is just absorbing for your penis through the skin you know when you have it um and so understanding that in ancient um civilizations or or, 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 like they used to understand the power of the blood more and they used to use it whether it was in ceremonies or seeing it as that and there's something special that happens in a woman when she's bleeding it says that both hemisphere of her brain there's like a bridge that happens and she has access to both hemispheres at at the same time because usually we have access to one or the other therefore it makes it a really high spiritual and physical time for for women. And some ancient texts claim that when a man makes love to a woman who is bleeding, it gives him access to a different energy and he can be more in touch with his female energy and has the potential to feel what it feels like to be a woman while making love. So I don't know. We've had lots of of period sex. I don't know if you felt the difference. I, I don't at all feel like a woman when we have sex and you're on your period. If if anything, I would say that rather than saying it puts you in touch with what it feels like to be a woman, I would say that maybe it gives you a little bit more access to like your intuition. The feminine, yeah. Which is often considered a feminine aspect. Uh-huh. But um, no, actually, I kind of feel like a man conquering his woman. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, there's the scene there. Um, well, what the reason I wanted to share these was because there is so much more. And most women, they want to pretend that they're not bleeding. They put a tampon they, or they take a, the pill, birth control, which totally stops their bleeding and creates a false bleeding that... Like it's just when they stop the pill, there's some there's some bleeding that happens, but it's not their true menstrual cycle anymore. And so there's this whole idea that I have to be superwoman and I have to never say it when I'm bleeding or tired more. Um, and I have to pretend that I want to do the same activities, but actually you shouldn't. This is a time where you can rest, where you can meditate, where you can have bigger insights, where you can prepare your entire month ahead. This is a time where you shed what no longer serves you throughout your body. Body. This is where you get in touch with the cycle of life and death because it's a little death per se. So it gives you the opportunity to go through that um, so that you can replant new seeds and create new things in your life. And I think if you approach it from that perspective and if you make it a very sacred experience with your partner where I invite you, you to make love with me or make love to me uh, while I'm bleeding and this is a sacred encounter, it can really change and supercharge your sexuality and create such a deeper connection and intimacy. 
Yeah, you know, it's like anything else in life. You can fight against what is, or you can go with the flow. <laughs> literally. <laughs> in this case, literally, uh-huh. right? But yeah, rather than trying to pretend you don't have a period and try to stay in your masculine and get shit done, you could actually just embrace it mm-hmm. and then learn from the gifts that it brings you. And it is my experience that most men are very supportive. Um, the more a woman gives to herself and say, hey, I'm slowing down because I'm bleeding, or she puts boundaries in the house and say, hey, I'm not going to clean today, or we're going to eat out, or some, if somebody else wants to cook, you know. I've noticed that the men will step up and will be like, absolutely, let me help you. How can I support you? Or like, yeah, mom's bleeding, so we're all cleaning the house. You know, like there's a lot of example that I've seen. And it all starts with you as a woman to say, this is it. This is enough. This is my break. And I'm going to educate everyone. And so if you change this idea and be like, having my moon time, my period, my menstruation, however you want to name it. I think, you know, I like moon time because it's more positive and you, you start to love that time and then you start to create this environment and then you have this relationship with your partner where making love becomes a healing where it can help with releasing your cramping and, and just helping you both feel more in tune with each other. I mean, I say yes to that. Yeah. (laughs) So embrace it, go with it, uh, take whatever time you need. And if you're feeling horny, go for it. Have sex. (laughs) Not only is there nothing wrong with it, but it's actually good. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have on this episode. And we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>